Hello and welcome to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies. Your podcast for all things horror and spooky. We are your hosts, Mr. Craigers. And Ms. Melmore. This time I didn't forget to say and- my own name. <laughs> there was a pause. There was. I did think about it. And happy new year, mm-hmm. Splattered Shatter listeners. Welcome back. Uh, we hope you had a lovely holiday season and that you gave 2016 the kick in the ass it needed. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this episode actually has the music in it because I, I take that as 2016's last hurrah was ruining my my edits of right. that last upload. <laughs> Yes, if you notice, our our music was missing from the last episode. And, um, you know, we blame 2016. Mm -hmm. We uh, we call Mariah Carey on that. Oh, my God. I still haven't seen that, actually. Oh, my God. I was watching it live with Colleen. It was such a train wreck. Oh, yeah. Literally, I went on Twitter, and I saw her name was trending, like, number one. And I was like, did she die? Like, And I clicked on it. And they were like, (laughs) basically, yes. Basically, it was so awkward. So awkward. But it's in the past. It's so last year. year. Yes, it's so last year. This is 2017, in which lots of spooky things will be happening. First and foremost, of course, more episodes of Splatter Chatter. Second, Donald Trump's inauguration. Secondly, Donald Trump's inauguration. A very horrifying event coming up. Sentence. Uh, But in fictitious horror, Mm. a lot of good horror movies coming out this year. A lot of not so good horror movies coming out this year. So this episode is going to be a little calendar preview, as it were, to let you know the big budget and not so big budget horror films that will be. Hitting your screens big and small in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Pause for and I wine. believe... <laughs> pause for my wine. No, 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 no. You guys, I had such a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is why I don't work on Fridays. And I believe, Miss Mel and I, we were going to start with all of the horror sequels yes. that we will be blessed with which this of course year. the field is a plenty a plenty mm. though yeah yeah um speaking of horror this waterproof mascara is just oh, leaking away leaking <laughs> away be glad away. you guys don't have video <laughs> no. just kidding just well okay i um i have a list but it's not like in like chronological order or anything yeah i'm not sure the exact dates of any of these yeah to be 100 percent honest one could be coming out like today and i probably wouldn't know know. um i think the first one for me was again well not again because they didn't hear the conversation we had before we started here but i did not right. i i was reminded First. that there was 
in fact, and Insidious 3, because Insidious 4 is coming out. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it in fact is. You just keep plugging away um, at that one. I, I know. And I, <laughs> I think you were one of many people that forgot about Insidious Chapter 3. Yeah, and I feel, I like saw it in theaters too. Like I have memories. Like I'm all of it's coming yeah. back to me, like the recall. <laughs> Uh, the one thing that sticks out to me the most from Insidious Chapter Three is the girl in the neck and like in the neck brace. Yeah, I feel like she was wearing a neck brace for like half the movie. Yeah, because she like fell out of something or something. I don't know. Yeah. She was like uh, homebound, right? Yeah, she was, and like in their apartment. Yeah, yes. Because it's like it's because it's a prequel. And it's because it's all about like Lin Shay getting back in the game. You know, being Lin Shay. Um, Before Patrick Wilson you know. killed her so, at the end of the first one. Right. And I know a lot of people, though, really liked Chapter 3. To me, it was very, like, probably the weakest of, like, oh, UNL sort of insidious conjuring universe oh yeah like um i felt like it kind of it was one of those but like literally like i forgot it existed and now that i'm thinking about it it was like the only real memory i have is this chick laying in her bed sometimes and hearing voices like i don't even like i asked myself what is what was the point of insidious chapter three which like yeah, it didn't grab you when you have the sequel that is a pre like obviously Paranormal Activity doing the prequel for the second one was like it worked out pretty well. Um, I thought it was really well handled, but you know it started becoming funny that they were going farther back in time. But the third one, it was like oh VHSs and when we were kids, like anyone who's taking their third <laughs> sequel and making it into a or second sequel. And making it into a prequel, that's the point where I feel like you're just, you know. This, yeah, you're just, yeah. And I don't even, there's like no of, information about this movie. No, there's nothing really. Aside from a release date, which I just saw is October 20th, there is nothing necessarily pertaining to the story. Mm. It looks like it might return to the um, present story. I don't. I don't know how else to term yeah. that necessarily. Um, oh, Lee I mean, Winnell. Lee Winnell wrote the screenplay again because um, he's best friends with and, James. Yeah, and Adam Robitaille is directing. He did a surprisingly good sort of sleeper found footage movie called "The Taking of Deborah Logan," Ooh, which I recommend on Netflix. My yeah. Stuff. It was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Good for good for the creeps, as it were. I really so like the first Insidious. I just, uh, yeah, I do too. It has one of the best jump scares ever. Mm -hmm. Like a proper jump scare. Yeah. That scene where they're at the dining room table. Yeah. And the yeah. the, 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 the demon is suddenly behind him or whatever yeah, with the red that face amazing. but that's the thing is I was like yeah. insidious the tone of it the mood of it was just so perfect the first time around like it's it totally felt like being inside somebody's nightmare 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I vaguely, you know, the second one, I think, was a little bit more plot heavy than the uh, the first one. Yeah, was. definitely. But, yeah, we don't need a fourth one. Yeah. So, we'll, I mean, you know, I will see Chapter 4. I will pay money for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know how much further we can Delve go into it. the further. Into the further. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. we've got that to look forward to kids yes we do in terms of other movies from you know uh, Lee Winnell's sort of twisted yeah. universe of things um, Saw Legacy yeah. will be coming down the pipes at some point this year um, I think right around Diamond Insidious is being released, mm. probably. I, shockingly, it's in October. Yeah, shockingly, that was always their big thing. Um, yeah, October 27th. If you're raising your eyebrows at the fact that there's going to be another Saw movie, that is the correct reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if you know Carrie, anything... Carrie always is coming back for it. Delightful. Delightful. I mean, I saw that Tobin Bell had signed on to play Jigsaw once again, which always delights me since Jigsaw has been dead since Saw 3. Spoiler alert. He just made so many <laughs> um, posthumous messages. I know. And Saw Legacy is going to be the eighth movie of the franchise. Holy and, crap. like, here's a confession for me. I don't know if I've made this confession on the show before, but... Uh-oh. I fucking love the song movies. Mm-hmm. And I used to be obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And like their world and their mythology and stuff or whatever. But then around like Saw 5, 6, and 7, I was like, oh my god. With all his uh, apprentices and them making the inescapable yeah. traps. and Every other twist was like his other secret apprentice. And I'm like, did you just have like a squad? Like a platoon? <laughs> squad goals. Jigsaw. Squad they goals. They went to brunch on Jigsaw. Sundays. And I guess that's probably what they're, I'm assuming that's what they're getting at with Saw Legacy. Uh-huh. Like the apprentice carrying it on, but it's just like, yo. Like the first movie, like that entire like methodology of Jigsaw to like, you know, take these people, put them in a situation where you can get out. It's just, you know, you have to want it really bad as a way to mm-hmm. rebel against his um, <clears throat> medical own medical situation. Like, uh, that, I found all that very fascinating. Like, the idea of, like, you know, survival <clears throat> instinct and, like, mm-hmm. totally, like, psychologically, like, screwing with these people because he was very sick and... Um, you know, it felt real. Like it felt like something a real messed up sociopathic person in real life you might see on the news was doing to people, and it was really scary and really cool. And the way it, the twisted at the end was really awesome. And then we just mm-hmm. we we, sp- we spiraled out of control. <laughs> it definitely spiraled, and and I think that was. I mean, yes, a big the big draw was the traps especially mm-hmm. as the franchise went on, like a big part of the audience just wanted to see the creativity behind them, wanted to 
see the kills and stuff or whatever. But I think a big pull to that franchise was also the psychology and the philosophy. Like, because he, you know, firmly believes he's not a murderer. You know, that he's not a killer. And he says, I've never killed anyone. I, I always provide a choice. And I think that can create some really fascinating conversations. Yeah, he's such an interesting character. In the so we'll one. see what, <laughs> yeah, what Saw Legacy adds to the Saw Legacy. The Saw Legacy. One might I'm full call of, it. I'm full of so many. I'm full of so many little puns tonight. That's good. I'm very proud of myself. That's I cried one. at the wine. <sighs> I cried at the wine for soothing the day that you've had. I, um, well, I guess jumping back. Just because we need to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe James Wan has created. Annabelle mm. 2. <laughs> yeah, James Wan, our other creative genius in the Insidious world. Yeah. Yeah, Annabelle 2 is happening. Dose. I don't remember much of Annabelle, the first one, to be honest with you. I only, the, honestly, the only thing I remember is the opening scene that was from The Conjuring. Which right. was reused Which in they like, and It like, was reused, and I think they, like, extended a little bit. Yeah, like, they showed them uh, after the scene or whatever. Um, yeah. It's part of the Conjuring universe. The Conjuring universe, yeah, as it were. As it were. Um, I think this is another I don't, prequel. I mean, okay, so what I found about the plot says, the story is focused on a doll maker and his wife whose daughter died tragically 20 years earlier. They decide to open their home to a nun and several girls from an orphanage. The dollmaker's possessed creation, Annabelle, sets her sights on the children and turns their shelter into a storm of horror. Okay, so can't tell chronologically where this movie takes place. It sounds like, like an ultimate origin to Annabelle. Yeah, which they keep... They keep giving, like... <laughs> what is the truth? Yeah, what? What is the truth? Also, speaking yeah. of the nun, is this part of the nun, which is coming out sometime in the future? That's supposed to be um, the right. demon nun from Conjuring Two. Yeah, uh, Valak. Valak. Yeah, yeah. They changed the title. Um, I think yeah. they lost the name of the movie. Now it's just the nun. And now they're just calling it the nun, right? Yeah, because yeah. that is in pre-production, I believe. Yes, uh, and it will be part of. When, you know, the Conjuring universe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, ooh, is it going to be the same nun? My guess is yes. My, I have a feeling yes. That you was know, the Conjuring... The big um, breakout character, weirdly enough, for The Conjuring 2 was the demon nun. Like, I, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of online outlets talked about um, that character. Yeah. I, I mean, she was creepy as hell. She was. No, 100%. Her design and, like, the way, like, that scene in the office where she's walking and then she gets oh in the picture. God, yeah. and she's like, no, it was totally freaking creepy. But it's interesting because everyone seemed to, like, universally attach to the creepy nun. And then, like, three days after the movie came out, they were like, yes, we're making a spinoff with the nun. We don't know what it's going to with be. <laughs> but it's going to be the but nun. We were all like, nun. okay. And I was like, you know what? I'd see that because that thing was creepy as shit. It was um, very creepy. And that was like something they completely invented for the story too. That wasn't based on any of the um supposed true story accounts. 
He was only the old man. So, although I guess that ties right, into the larger right. mythology that they connected it with, with um, the Amityville stuff, which was really well done, by the way. It was. Yeah. Like that's you know, we've said this before. The Conjuring Two was really solid. It was. The only issue I had with it was the scene with the Crooked Man. The Crooked Man. Yeah. Otherwise, like that's great movie. Still a great movie. Yeah. It's just would be even greater if. Right. That being said, right. Annabelle will not. Annabelle Two will not be a great movie. <laughs> Annabelle Two will not be a great movie because the first one was nothing particularly special. Um, was a bit sad, um, just because, you know, I mean, I think if James Wan had directed it instead of just produced, yeah, it would have been something more memorable. Yeah, and he's been doing that a lot with these. He's been taking a step back from, like, all the spinoffs. Right. That's like he even said, he's up for a Conjuring 3, but he doesn't have time to direct it right now. Yeah. So... That's why I'm like, I don't, then I don't want to see a Conjuring 3 right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, because Annabelle just, like, the first one just kind of was like any other creepy doll movie. You know? It just happened to have that s- style, that James Wan yeah. style. Yeah. So. Annabelle 2. I don't know that I'll go out of my way to see Yeah. Comes out in August. Oh, okay. Comes yeah. out in August. Let's see. Well, here's, here's a nice segue. Mel mentioned Amityville. Mm-hmm. Another Amityville movie. Amityville The Awakening. Not as good. Which as will be Amityville. Brace What's... yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go and keep oh god! I was going to talk about the Netflix one we watched. This will be oh damn right. This will be Amityville: The Awakening, which uh, I think is coming out in June. Will be the 18th Holy installment. Shit. Oh god! In the Amityville franchise, 18. It's old enough to vote. <laughs> the Amityville franchise can now vote. Happy birthday. Happy fucking birthday. Oh my god, people. Who are these people? Have we not... Belle? Who takes their child, Belle? Oh, is that the characters? I don't even... I haven't even looked at a plot synopsis because I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, there's a girl named Belle. Who is not a Disney princess. This is the only non-Disney princess Belle I've ever seen in life um you know this looks wait 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 wait. (laughs) jennifer jason lee is in this okay so this honestly the plot of this seems like the movie we watched on netflix which was the Amityville haunting, I believe. Yeah, where except like it wasn't. They were in like a random suburban house that we were told was the Amityville house, but like not uh-huh. really because only uh-huh. half the Amityville like characters <laughs> were named. Yep. In it. Um, yeah, this is the. They, well, like, yeah, that was like. Oh my god! And they like didn't call the DeFeos the DeFeos. Remember that? Yeah, they used the kid's like middle name as his last name. Yeah, they were the the fucking Bensons. Yeah, the Bensons. 
Yeah, I remember like two that. Two days in, the dad that's had it. a breakdown. He's like, I can't fight what I can't see. I'm like, you've been in this house for two days. You need to you give it at like least a week years. before you have like the haunting meltdown. This movie was bad, you guys. And like this movie, this Most Amityville bad. Awakening movie is going to be bad. Um, oh, look, they're trying to go for the whole freaking millennial thing. The poster for it is an Instagram post. That's their... That's, oh, my God. That's their, their angle for this. Wow. Tagged in Amityville, wow. New York. Wow. Oh, my God. Incredible. Oh, my God. So I we, feel like... We've got that. <laughs> So we've got that happening, and it's just going to be like any other schlock sequel to Amityville Horror or rip-off of Amityville Horror, like we can tell you right now. This time. But with millennials. But with Instagram. Oh, my God. Well, that was like the one we watched was found footage. It was. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was. That is, yeah. Because it was like, I think it came out in 2011, and that was like all the rage. <laughs> it was all the rage. <laughs> it was all the rage. Wow. Instagram. So I'm going to go The Awakening. Miss Mel, thumbs up or thumbs down on that? Frick, no, I'm not going to see that. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Fuck no, though. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, the yeah. other, not the other, there's no big, like, the, the big, I think, um, sequel that people are talking about or prequel in this case that got people's attention towards the end of 2016 though is um rings rings yes rings which was supposed to have already come out yeah i feel yeah i know i feel like i saw the first trailer for it like this time last year (laughs) yeah and um I, i don't know now it I think they pushed it back to February or March, which mm-hmm. is like sort of the dead time to release horror movies. So I think that kind of says yeah. um, what needs to be said about it. If the title, um, the clever is, title rings wasn't enough. Right. Which if you didn't gather, it is the third installment of the ring franchise, mm-hmm. the ring, the ring two rings. Um, let's see with our little synopsis. Set 13 years after the events of the first chapters, Julia becomes worried about her her boyfriend, Holt. Ugh, negative five points already. Holt. When he explores the dark urban legend of a mysterious videotape said to kill the Watcher seven days after viewing, she sacrifices herself to save her boyfriend and in doing so, makes a horrifying discovery. <laughs> there is a movie within the movie that no one has ever seen before. What a what a sentence! That was all one sentence. That did last you guys part. hear that? Did you hear that giant pause after I finished that? Because Miss Mel and I don't know what the fuck to say about that. There is a movie within the movie that no one oh has ever God. seen before. That sounds so bad. Hmm. I just, that sounds this is, so this is the thing. It's like with and you look at the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two. Like they did good because they furthered the story. Like they focused in on the strengths of the movie, which was the Warrens and like their characterization and their relationship with each other and all that stuff. Like it was very character focused and like 
furthering their relationship and and their supernatural escapades. This is literally reinventing the wheel or the ring. Um, or the ring. Ah! Yeah, we're both on it tonight. Like, and that's the yeah, thing I hate I... is that basically every single horror, like you look at some sequels, like obviously like Halloween's sequel and Friday the 13th sequel were completely instrumental in changing the way like people viewed the characters in the series from that point on, like they were incredibly influential. Mm-hmm. These are literally just doing the same thing 13 years later. Yep. Well, not really 13 years Also, later. who, if it's 13 years later, who the fuck is watching VHSs anymore? I know, that's a, that's a big plot hole there. This should nobody has be a an VCR. issue. <laughs> it's on Blu-ray. Samara should, or the threat is neutralized. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that, um... Thank what is you, that? Blu-ray. Thank you, DVDs. That internet virus that they trapped on a floppy disk that's on display in some museum in Washington, D.C. Like, that's basically the ring right now. Like, it's been... We've taken care of it. We're good, I want to see that we movie. We good. Like, the third... Like, the three-minute, like, follow-up sequel where we take care of it because it's on VHS and nobody has VCRs right? anymore. And it's then just a, short, it's a YouTube short. <laughs> yeah. Take that. I would take that. It would probably be better quality. It would. It was like the original version of Lights Out. The five minute version. Way better. And this is sad because like I love the ring. I love um I love scary movie three. It's (laughs) scary movie three. But I thought the ring was fun and creepy. The TV's leaking. That's the best part. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be a better uh-huh. movie than Rings. Oh, yeah. 100%. Without question. Mm-hmm. Without question. The whole world got to stop one little way down a hall. <sighs> wow. Rings. Give me a bitch. <laughs> Rings. <laughs> rings rings will be happening yeah, uh, alright what else is happening in the land of sequels well we've got World War Z 2 with Brad Pitt's hair it continues yeah which I saw World War Z <sighs> not by choice this might be I know and this is kind of an unpopular opinion in the world of you know horror movie Freaks and aficionados, but I did not even remotely enjoy World War Z. Oh my god, I did not. I wanted it to end so many times, and it just kept going. I thought the CGI was so absurdly bad. Yeah. That, like, I just kept looking around and, like, waiting for, like, Will Smith to sprint across the screen. Like, (laughs) and, like, have those things chasing him from I Am Legend. Like, I just thought the movies were going to be fine. Also, that's What's Bad his face? Matthew Fox was like in the background of the movie, but his part got completely cut, and I feel like he shows up for three seconds, and you're like, "Wait, I is that?" Forgot. And then he was gone. It was weird. Forgot about. Um. Yeah. No, I got forced to go see World War Z because my mom made me go. She was like, "You have to go spend time with your cousin who wanted to go see it," so she made me go with him. Um, and of course, that's the movie he wanted to see. Was World War Z. Listen, if you want to be involved in the world of World War Z, read the novel. 
Yeah. It's a lot more fun. Also, Brad Pitt is like just a pill to swallow at this point in a movie, I feel like. Yeah, this, this, I mean, anytime there's like a financially successful genre film, like for horror, I like, that's a win. And I'm glad about that. I just don't personally understand the excitement around World War Z. I was never, and the thing too with me is I was never into zombies. We're kind of past the point where zombies are a big thing now. I feel like we've all kind of like gotten over that fad. But it was never a zombie. Like the only zombie movie I really enjoy, honestly, was 28 Days Later. And that's about it. Because I, I love, love the way they handled it. I love the the rabies aspect and the, all that stuff. The rest of the zombie yeah. genre I really can't take. That's the thing, like, as for me, like, as a rule, I don't watch zombie movies. Mm -hmm. I will make exceptions if I see or hear good things. Um, like, I don't, I don't write off zombie movies completely. Like, you know, 28 Days Later, I enjoyed. Cooties was a recent zombie movie that I thought was actually amazing. James Wan's best friend. Yeah, but I don't, anything that's sort of standard fare, I'm not interested. Yeah. If you out there think that we should give zombies another try, give zombies tweet or email us and let us know why. Or if they're better yet, if you have a really good underrated zombie movie that is not just, you know, yeah. same old, same old, let us know about that. Because yeah. I, I will watch, you know, the good stuff. The good stuff. Not the crap. This is the crap. Speaking of what could be crap or what could be good stuff, Alien Covenant, <laughs> which is I happening, I believe, in June? No. Mm, oh, no. I'm not sure. May, May or June. It's like a big, it's going to be a big, you it's know, summer big. blockbuster. Sort of. Just stop it's going to be your It's going to be big. So, also, Mr. Eric recently confessed to me that he had never seen any of the Alien movies. <gasps> so but funny. he saw the trailer because he saw the trailer for Alien Covenant and he thought it looked good. So I was like, okay, well, we'll watch the whole franchise in Except preparation. Prometheus, don't do that. Yeah, I kind of said that, and then but then it was good because he was like, oh, I've seen Prometheus, and I was like, excellent. We don't have to watch we can it. Skip right over that one. So. Yeah, so Alien Covenant, yo, which... Starring Fassbender. Yeah, Fassie's back, despite dying in Prometheus. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No, he well, was an he android, it's okay. He survives at the end of Prometheus. Does it's he? like his head. That's how much I don't care. <laughs> it was like oh, basically right. the head, end yeah. of um, Aliens. Like when they hook up Ash's head. Yeah. yeah and Bishop's like upper torso, yeah. Um, yeah, so Alien Covenant which is the sixth movie in the franchise and the second prequel. Yeah, but so it's a sequel it, to Prometheus. Have, right, it's a sequel to Prometheus while still being a prequel to Alien. So get your charts out. Make your yeah. alien family tree. Do your timelines. Get your chronology straight. Yeah. I basically, I think this yeah. is going to focus more on the Xenomorph 
Genesis I mean, than one, Prometheus? One would hope so, because like that was I think that was a lot of the backlash. Yeah, after Prometheus yeah. came out, is that it didn't touch on the xenomorphs at all, basically? Yeah, I think this one's supposed to be like how they find the xenomorphs and stuff. Because they were they were just going to call it Prometheus too, in like the very very early stages. Yeah. And then I think once it was reworked to, my guess is to include the Xenomorphs, they renamed it Alien Covenant. Yeah. They also say in the little blurb that Fassi's character is the sole survivor, so I don't know what happened to What's-Her-Face from Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the Swedish version. Um, but, um... Uh, Numi Rapace. Yeah. Did she, did she die? No, she at survived end? at the end. It was her and Fastbender. She survived. They, they took off in the uh, ship. Right, fast. Because he said, oh, do you want to go home? And she was like, no, I want to go where they came from. And he was like, All right, right, let's do it. They go on an adventure together. Oh, right. Because then, right, they leave. And then the, the, like, the very last up. thing is when the alien creature bursts out of the yeah. engineer's chest. Yeah. And then it's like, and then yeah, it's over. Yeah. So I'm confused. Mm. I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed. I mean, you know, we'll see. Yeah. My boy Ridley Scott's doing it. I I'd be down to see it. I mean, I I mean, I was down to see Prometheus. It wasn't that good, but like. I obviously I want to see anything in the Alien franchise for the most part, including Alien versus the Predator. The Predator. Seth MacFarlane's love affair with Predator. I think it might be. The I know. Predator. I told Eric. I was like, we'll also have to do the Predator franchise. Because <laughs> really an overlap. Well rounded. Yeah. I think the Predator sees. Oh right. Heat. The Predator. Yeah. Uh, what other sequels? We've got Kong Skull Island oh, happening. Oh, yeah. I saw a trailer for that. It looks really intense. Oh, there's Leatherface. It looks very intense. Leatherface is supposed to be happening. A, a origin a story for everybody's favorite chainsaw-wielding maniac. I'm a thawyer. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 3. So we'll be getting... And, oh, yes, it, and Jeepers Creepers 3. Um, I think those are our last couple yeah. sequels. Jeepers Creepers 3, that is probably the sequel I'm most excited for. Yeah. Uh, Cathedral, they're calling it. I Not necessarily that the first Jeepers Creepers movies are necessarily the most stellar things in the world, but this has been in the working for so long, and I think it's such a passion project that it's going to be really, really yeah. fun. I just love in the first one how he had that little rose flower next to his belly button. For, like, no real reason besides to, like, identify his body later. Yep. Um. I love... Okay, so the first, like, 20 minutes to a half an hour of Jeepers Creepers... I feel like are some of the most intense, like it's one of the most intense, creepy openings of a horror movie. Yeah. Like everything before you find out that he's like an alien creature. Yeah, yeah, is really wings. disturbing. Yeah, like when you think he's just a guy chasing people in his creepy truck, yeah, jumping bodies down a chute. That's 
way more disturbing. Oh, yeah, no, the first half of this movie is so friggin' scary. I love it. I always love I If I catch it on TV, I'll usually watch that, and then, like, once all that is over... Once I'll they get to the diner is usually when I, I uh, yeah. check out. Um, another the one, second too, like, one is... is I didn't see the second one. erotic as hell. I actually didn't see the second oh. one. Oh! Yeah. It's it's a it's it's a ride. Ray rises in it, which is oh. always enjoyable. There you go. So, um, what were you gonna say, Miss Mel? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. A, I guess it's a sequel. I don't know. I don't know what the frick J.J. Abrams is doing, but it's yet another film in the Cloverfield franchise is coming out. Really, I had not heard about yeah, that. Yeah, God Particle. I heard they were talking. Oh my god. Yeah. It doesn't have Cloverfield in the title. I know. I'm like, I think it was like, I don't know if it's totally confirmed yet, but most people at this point like are saying, yes, this is part of the Cloverfield. I did world. see something about that. Which, what is the Cloverfield world? Because they all take place in different universes. Like, I'm super confused as to what the hell this is supposed to be. I don't know. No one knows. But no one knows. That's happening. That's happening. Chris O'Dowd is in it. Brace he was really funny in Bridesmaids. <laughs> oh, God. What a world. But, yeah. So, yeah, I think we've, we've, uh, exhausted the sequels. (laughs) But don't worry, there's always 2018. Yeah, in a perfect world, we would also see Trick or Treat, too. (sighs) But who knows? He promised, it's in the, it's in the foreword of that, um, graphic novel you got me for my birthday. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So he says. Anyway. So he says. <sighs> All right. So those are the sequels one can expect. <laughs> take a breath after that. Take a breath. Intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. lobby. Let's <laughs> all go to the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> da, 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 da. Take your pee breaks, everybody. Yeah. But, like, bring us with you because we're not going to wait for you. Um. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So we're now going to talk about original horror movies scheduled for 2017. Miss Mel, kick us off. Um, I think hmm, the big one that caught my eye so far, which I only saw the trailer when I was at the gym and I had my headphones in. So I was trying to figure out what the frick I was watching because I was watching silent trailer. Okay. Of get out. Right. Okay. (laughs) So get out. I was really trying to figure it out. Yeah. So Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. Um, wrote and directed mm-hmm. this, which already kind of yeah. makes the tone confusing because it is a horror film, but it's meant to be a satire as well. But like not right. a dark comedy kind. Like it's very, I don't even No, I like, like the premise is satire, but so it's there's not... no humor in it. No, it's about, if you haven't seen the trailer or, or read anything about it, it's about a black man meeting his white girlfriend's parents Which, for the first time at their country home. Q-U-N. And everything like, starts off awkward but well-intentioned until the um, main character, who I don't super recognize him. I think he's from Skins. Anyway, yeah, the actor. Yeah. 
he starts recognizing that um, the other people who like work for this family are all missing persons. Um, they're also all black. Yeah. So <coughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. It's I mean, like this strange sort of just um, like, I don't even like, it's so interesting to watch the trailer just because it's like, you know, like it, it like literally the only way I describe it is like, yes, like it's taking a satirical premise on, social events of the time currently but it's a horror like it's not a comedy and it's not like it's even like a dark comedy or like a scary movie like a franchise type deal it's an actual horror movie which is almost what one would expect yeah like you watch it and you see the premise and you think okay this has got to be some kind of like satirical horror movie where like you know they make fun of what white people do in horror movies and how black people are kind of treated within horror movies and then, you know, within society as well. But no, like, it's, like, a 100%, like, played for straight premise. It's just the premise just seems like, I don't know, I'm very, I'm interested. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. And um, it's going to be what all great horror movies are, I think. Where do I know this A from? social commentary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, you know, is going to be super interesting. Probably well. can expect a uh, future episode yeah. about. Once about. I figure out where I know it... this guy from. It comes out it in comes February. It comes out soon-ish. Okay. Because yeah. I think they're marketing it as a Valentine's Day movie because he's, like, meeting the parents or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. So, another movie that um, is coming out very soon that I feel like has caught my attention recently is split hmm. which is m night Shyamalan's new oh, movie yeah i did see him i did see a thing for that yeah and i not everybody agreed but i thought uh Shyamalan's quote return to horror uh the visit from 2015 mm-hmm. was good i yeah. liked it I thought it was creepy. Um, it, I mean, like, I kind of saw the twist coming, but that that didn't ruin it for me. Um, and so, Split is his is his new movie. It stars James McAvoy as this gentleman whose head is like full of competing split personalities, and all of them work in the service of one of these personalities called the beast. Mm. The beast forces these other personalities to kidnap. um, I think, I don't know if it's two or three teenagers. A fair amount. Enough to make a, you know, sort of order of killing. This one goes first. Yeah. And like, (laughs) yeah. And it's like, so the personalities are like both, like prisoner and aid and like trying to help them but like also they can't and the trailers look is looks really creepy yeah no Uh, james mcavoy's like incredible looking in it yeah 
And also, um, Horror Watchers, it's also starring um, Anya Taylor-Joy, who played Thomason in The Witch, um, one of the best horror movies from last year. Black Phillip. Black Phillip. <laughs> Dost thou want to live deliciously? Oh my god, that's like the fav- my favorite. Th- like, I just I say that to people sometimes, you know, on like the streetcar. <laughs> just creep up behind them. Mel just leans over to someone and she's like, Dost thou wish to live deliciously? Deliciously. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then you get off the streetcar. And then I get off the streetcar no matter what the stop is. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Split looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it is a January release, which you have to be careful with those, not just with horror, but in general. Yeah. Jan- yeah. Late January is a downtime for movies. Um, and it's M. Night Shyamalan, who is, of course, always uh, very unpredictable, <coughs> but we'll see. Yeah. After that debacle with uh, The Last Airbender, I think he's kind of tried to get a hold of himself. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, this is a, it's, so this movie, when I saw that Doug Jones was in it, I was like, of course he is. Um, the Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man. Coming out next week, actually. Yeah. Um, it's another January oh, wow. release. Um, I feel like I, Basically, sounds like Slenderman meets like Halloween meets Friday the Thirteenth. But basically, the premise is that there is this urban legend about the Bye Bye Man with like a little bit of the Babadook. Yeah, no, yeah, a little bit of the Babadook and a little bit of like Bloody Mary, um, because the idea is that if you say or think his name, he will possess you and force you to commit a series of murders. Um, it's not super original. Um, that being said, no. you know, Doug Jones does do a lot of really good work in character, like very specific physical character work, like any sort of yeah. strange monster character you've seen in a film. It's usually him. Um, he does um, uh, Hellboy. Yeah, he was Abe Hor- in, in Hor- Hellboy. He, He's um, Abe. <laughs> He and, was in um, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. He's done, a, he's done a lot. He was a few characters in Pan's Labyrinth. Um, he was Billy, Billy yeah. in um, Hocus Pocus. Billy! <laughs> <laughs> um, where a lot of people probably know him from. Um, so he's playing this bye-bye man person. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I haven't seen too much marketing for it, but it's literally like a mashup of every single horror movie you've already seen, but with Doug Jones. And a little bit of Reddit, like some creepy mm. subreddit stuff. Yeah. 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 I It's like something I would like fall into seeing. Yeah. But that I would not Like if somebody said like hey, like life. Sunday, do you have plans? Do you want to see this? And I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, I'm not going to say, like, yeah, Dude, Friday, I need to go see this movie. Like, let let do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is like stuff like this is, and this is why we need kind of to, to branch out in our, <laughs> like, 
I, you know, I hate saying stuff is other stuff and stuff's derivative because everything is, but sometimes it's just obvious where you're pulling your sources from. Right. Like, this makes Shyamalan's premise look, like, really inventive. Which, you know, uh. which to be fair, this is my always my thing, bouncing back to that real quick with Shyamalan, is like, he was always a better director, I think, than he was a writer. Oh, absolutely. Like, when he directs films, they're very good. It's just, you know, and The Sixth Sense was really good. It's just, like, that became obvious that that was his, like, one big writing trick. Um, the but, twist. Yeah, but he was always good at directing, so I don't know. We shall see. Yeah. What a twist. We shall see. What a twist. What a twist. What a twist. So the Bible, I mean. We have also got the remake of one of the first movies to ever scar me, mm -hmm. Stephen King's It. Yeah, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. It's We've been it's, filming it forever. It's here. Or it will be here, you know. I, I think it's actually, I think it comes out on our birthday, Miss Mel. Mm. Guess what we're doing for our birthday. The last I checked, it was like I think it was September eighth or ninth. Um, oh, they filmed in Toronto. you know they filmed in Riverdale. That's like literally two steps from like I can look out my window and see Riverdale Park. Delightful. They haven't been filming there recently. <laughs> well, you know, what can you do? Um, interesting. So yeah, if you don't know the premise of it either from Stephen King's novel or the original um, With very young movie starring little, uh, Seth Green. Yeah, baby Seth Green. It is a story about these seven kids who are terrorized by the eponymous It, mm -hmm. who is able to exploit fear and take on the... Well, whatever form it pleases, but you, it can shapeshift into usually the form of whatever terrifies you most, Dementor style. Yeah. Or not, Bogart style. Bogart style. Me. Good, together. God, God. It's <laughs> been a day. He's had a day. Um, but of course, usually prefers to take the form of a clown known as Pennywise, the dancing clown. Yeah. Um, which was the birth of my fear of clowns. Thank you, Tim Curry. <coughs> um, this time around, Bill Skarsgård is playing Pennywise, um, who is my age, and I am offended Aww. that he is <laughs> far more successful than I am in that regard. Um, but if you see pictures of him in his makeup, which you can do a quick Google search on, he looks creepy as fuck. Yeah, I remember so. when they released um, the first pictures. Like the first, yeah. uh, I think it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. I don't. I don't the immediately dislike favorites. remakes. You know, like I say, all right, like let's. You know, like I like the idea of remakes. It's just so many of them like miss the point of remakes. You know. Yeah. So, I think. If they don't fall into too much CGI. If they, 
I don't know. If, if he doesn't try to like completely copy Tim Curry's performance, then I think that will be okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and that's always the tough thing with these iconic roles is like, you know, don't, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't reinvent it. I'm on fire. Reinvent it. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm, and I mean, they've been very like kind of hush hush about the whole thing too, which I think is kind of a good sign. I like when people are keeping, like playing it close to the chest. Um, yeah. When it comes to stuff like this. So I think no news on that is good news. No news is good news. Speaking of Stephen King, the long-awaited film adaptation of The Dark Tower will be here in July. Starring Idris Elba as the gunslinger and Matthew McConaughey as the man in black. Um... It's been definitely development hell for this movie. Yeah. For years and years and years. All kinds of different directors. Ron Howard was attached to direct at one point. You know, so many big names came in and out. And it's finally happening. It looks or like everything I'm hearing seems positive. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Dark Tower. Um, <laughs> that's all I thought. This is the movie right it's there. It's not Dark Tower. It's not supposed to be like really at like an adaptation necessarily of it's any a, of the books. It's a prequel, it, isn't it? Or it takes place I, yeah, in the same universe? So. I'm not sure. I think it's like a prequel sidequel maybe it's well uh well i think i think stephen king used the word sequel at one point but i'm not sure uh, you know so who knows dark tower uh, that magnum, yeah, magnum all- opus of stephen king yeah or you so should give George R. R. Martin some tips on finishing your magnum opus. Oh my god, I just watched the episode of Family Guy where Brian's like on like drugs and goes to pitch his story to George R. R. Martin at he like pitches. the fan convention. Um, his Space Tire Six. Yeah, and I was like, you know, he has oh to finish god. his own books before <laughs> he can help you sell yours. That's a that's a funny episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, the Dark Tower. It's interesting because the Gunslinger was showed up over the summer on a lot of required reading lists, actually, for schools in my area. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not really sure to what. You know. And. Yeah. But it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, if, you know, if all goes as, like, the powers that be plan, I think they want this, this movie to kick off a television, like a follow-up TV series. Yeah. Which, which I'm interested in, just because... Make the Dark Tower, yeah. like, 
Oh yeah. I mean, st- Dark Tower be, series like, sort is of like, position it as a Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's such a unique premise within the world of Stephen King, which I feel like a lot of people can kind of just see and see it sort of blend together. People who don't really read read a lot of Stephen King. So I think something like this, where it's, you know, high fantasy and Western and science fiction all coming together in one story is kind of, well, it's unique in itself if you just try and explain it to somebody. But for Stephen King, that's like a really unique premise, I feel like. That um, and like a side that I think people don't really think about when they think of Stephen King, so. No, not at all. Um, you know, because I feel like so many people just think of him as writing straight horror. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that should be that should be very. Intriguing. Intriguing. And it just Intrig- in it too, which you know. That's my attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What other interesting original stuff have we got coming out this year? Patient Zero with Will Smith. Oh yeah. And um, what? I've seen some. I've seen some chatter about that oh frick what's it as it were god damn it natalie dormer right yeah how did i forget her name (laughs) yeah um i don't don't know basically you know it's it's not a zombie movie but it kind of is a zombie movie Um, right about a pandemic outbreak but instead of turning people into zombies it turns them into like super intelligent like x-men like superior species version of a human um and um they basically go on a they go on an adventure um to find the patient zero of this endemic the uh patient zero to basically get an antidote because will smith's wife is sick with said disease Mm. um so I don't know. It's kind of like a weird reverse zombie movie. Yeah. Oh my god! By Will Smith, I meant Matt Smith. I'm so fucking tired. I listen. It's been a day. It's been a day. Matt Smith. There's also shit, that. I all of you. It's Matt Smith. Interesting zombie movie supposed to come out this year, based off the novel from last year, "The Girl with All the Gifts." Ooh, interesting. Yeah. It's like, it's like the same thing, you know, like it's the world has been, you know, the infected have taken over or whatever. Mm. And, um, there's this young infected girl who I'm pretty sure her name is Melanie, by the way, Yeah, she is. <laughs> is like, she's like part of this group of children who they eat flesh, but they still have their consciousness and so, like, they've been, like, secluded by the British government in the hopes of finding a cure to the pandemic. And then, like, the facility gets overrun, so she escapes with her teacher, and it's, like, this chase thing and stuff or whatever. It looks cool. So. Yeah. In terms of interesting takes on zombie movies, like we were talking about earlier, these two movies would be ones that I would see. So. Sweet. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. 
I think that I, might I, be might be it for what I know about coming out in 2017. Doesn't mean nobody's not going to pull another Blair Witch situation. Oh God! Which everyone's all coming. I see. Oh, go, oh, you know what? There are two sequels we forgot to mention. Uh, which ones? Underworld Blood Wars. Oh, yeah. And um, Resident Evil, the final yep. chapter. Yep, I knew that. Yep, that's it. Yep. Those are happening. So, strap Is in, it actually the final on, chapter of Resident Evil? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I Who never... knows? Because I feel like I saw something the the other day about like oh resident evil vendetta 2018 yeah i was like hold on well it's like when they did hold like on. final destination and they were like this is the final destination and then they made like two more and then like with saul like saul four was supposed to be the last one and then they made now we're on the eighth one yeah <laughs> yeah now we're on the eighth one uh-huh in the sixth mm-hmm. one they introduced time travel <laughs> yeah but yeah, um, yeah. There's just a couple more I've I've heard of. A cure for wellness oh, is coming yeah. out soon. I've seen some stuff about that. Sounds yeah, freaky as it's like, fuck. It does sound freaky. It's like he has to go, go like get his boss from this like company, fancy spa, yeah, this company spa retreat. Yeah, and then it's like i don't know if the miracle treatment is exactly what it claims to be and there's some and then he ends up sick i think they said right and then so they need to keep him there not so great yeah um the belko experiment looks decent i've heard Um, stuff about that yeah they're it's like this company an american company somewhere in south america that gets like sealed off. I don't know if it's quarantined necessarily, but it's like shut down at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. And then like something happens where like the employees have to kill each other or like get killed. And like, I, I don't, I don't know why everyone at work every crazy. single day, <laughs> every single day. Or, don't you know, everyone Belco just- experiment. Kind of co-workers. Yeah. Oh my god. Could you imagine company retreat? Guess what we're going to see? It's the Belco experiment. <sighs> I know. I've also heard rumors of a potential remake of Suspiria. Hmm. I know that's in the works. I don't know when it's happening. Uh, there's also supposed to be a remake of Flatliners. Yeah. No, that is actually year. coming out with um Ellen Page. Oh, is it coming out this year? Yeah, it's coming out this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I think there's another Wrong Turn movie coming out. Something sometimes, with Nicolas Cage. Sometimes horror is like a goldmine of stuff for like the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, anyway, listen. Yeah. Listen. Um... What else have I heard of? I feel like there's a couple I'm missing. Well. I'm sure you will let us know. Yeah. Or I hope you it's will. It's always a fun surprise to find, you know, 
those gems throughout the year. Here we go. This is out now. A lot of these films we mentioned are coming out within the next month and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. A lot of the later year stuff probably isn't super on the radar yet, especially if it's not a sequel. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So mark your calendar. Yeah, I think the one I'm probably most interested for is um, Split. So I forgot about it until you yeah. mentioned it. Now that you mentioned it, I'm like, shit, that does sound <laughs> cool. Um, and the Alien Covenant. I'm not excited, but yeah, I want to see it. Co- right, yeah. I'd say I'm probably most excited for Split, too. It, I think it looks very promising. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the trailer creeps me out. Which is always a good sign. And it's like 13 ghosts, but in one person. <laughs> but in one person. And that person is James McAvoy. Or like Identity with John Cusack. Ooh. Yeah. Slight spoiler if you've never seen Identity. But... Or if you couldn't guess what it was about based on the title. <sighs> yeah. And that's, a, that's, that's an issue you have to take up with yourself. Yeah. Sweet. So horror in 2017 doesn't seem to, it's definitely not a, uh, there's never not a time when a horror movie won't be coming out. So you've got something to see, no matter what, even if it's garbage. Exactly. <laughs> Go on $5 and plus, movie you know, Wednesday always... or whatever. Right. I'd be looking out for, you know, and, and. We'll try to do our best to keep it on the radar too. Those movies that don't get theatrical yeah. releases, yeah, like Trick or Treat, because um, sometimes those are the true yeah. are the true gems, you know. Trick like or Treat, we mentioned once an episode, never got a theatrical release. It was supposed to, no, but no, it didn't. Um, and there's that a was lot another of... one that was in production hell for a while. Yeah. Um, I have a DVD somewhere that has, like, the original trailer that talked about it being released in theaters. <laughs> and that never happened. Oh my God. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and Netflix, too. Like, there's a lot of random little horror films mm-hmm. that, like, I feel like have their premiere on Netflix. Like, they, that's, like, where they release. Um, so, okay. check that Amazon. out. Amazon. Well. Yeah. There's definitely some interesting yeah. ones. That's where Haunter. I don't think it was really released anywhere else. Um, Hush, that was like its big um, place to watch. It was on Netflix. Um, although yeah. now I think that's probably one of my favorite horror movies of 2016. Yeah. Although now I, I think like you Hush. can get that like in other places because it's like word of mouth. But that's the thing is, is like you can find this stuff in in odd places. Um, right. So yeah, won't be a boring year. No, yeah. can't say if it's going to be great or terrible <laughs> because it could really go either way. It's only the first week of January. Yeah, but it will be an interesting year. Much like the apocalypse, you just know it won't be boring. You just know it won't be boring. <laughs> Brad Pitt's ponytail or not. Oh, God. No, he wears it down, I think, now. He's, he's free. He's, uh... Ah. He's letting his hair loose for the zombies. For the zombies. Well, well, there you go. Letting, 
letting it loose post divorce separation whatever they're doing whatever strange holistic new age version of <laughs> of a divorce except they're having separate meditations i don't know it's the lights <laughs> i don't know um, the lights i don't know oh all right so i guess i will rattle off her contact information you can go for it miss mail Email us at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter at splatterchatter666 minus the vowels. If that's too difficult for you, just search splatterchatter and we will come up. Um, you can find us on Tumblr at splatterchatter.tumblr.com. Um, you can find Craig's blog posts at splatterchatter666.blogspot.com. And I occasionally put up posts myself from a third party. Um, uh, internet publication just about right and I will always retweet my stuff if I think it's something relevant to you guys and you're interested in it um yeah we're on SoundCloud we're on iTunes talk to us play with us um come play with us do you have do, did we miss anything for 2017 is there something you know about are you and your friends making a horror film in 2017 that you think we should know yeah. about um Send that's, us a screener. Yeah. That's how uh, Lights Out became a thing, was a five-minute video on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, 2017, these are the movies. This is what's happening. I'm not sure what we're doing. We're definitely down the road, I think, going to have, like, for at least the Oscars, probably, like, an Oscar-worthy horror movie segment, because there are some... Famously, The Exorcist, I think, is, like, the big... The big one. Well, and Silence of the Land. And Silence of the Land, yeah, that too. I knew there was a missing one. Um, the only horror movie to ever win Best Picture. Yeah, that was the year that Beauty and the Beast was also nominated for Best Picture. What a strange year, yeah. 1992. It was a wild year. It was a wild 1991. year. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll have some stuff out there. Eventually, one day, we're going to get Colleen on here. Um for our horror video games. Horror video games. Um, but yeah, and then if you have any topics that you think we should discuss, feel free to send them in. Somebody named our one of our booze and booze segments, I think, or had us watch something, or one of those two, who was it, suggested um, some movies to us. For booze and booze? Yeah, or for something from Florida. Someone from Florida, I'm going to out your location. Um, Andy and Brad? Andy and Brad. They gave us some recommendations. Yeah, where are you, by the way, Andy and Brad? <laughs> been radio silence. God. It's 669. Six, six, it's 669, six, six, and I have not checked the email. No. Probably since before Christmas. No, that'll do it. So I apologize if you have gotten back in touch with us. If you have not, however, where the hell are you? Where the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, I think it's about time to wrap it on up. We will wrap it up. I think that is good. Um, yeah, kick off your 2017 with lots of chills and thrills, listeners, and we will be back at you very soon. But for now, we will say au revoir, adios, das vidanya.